0: of silence In restless dreams I walked away the streets of cobblestone Near the hill of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light Split the night no one day spirit the sound Of silence Who said I You do not know Silence Like a cancer Grow Hear my words That I might Teach you Take my arms That I might Reach you But my words Silent raindrops fell and the spell Echoing the waves of silence And the people bowed and prayed To the young God they made And the sign flashed out, it's a warning the words that it was for me And the sign said the words of the prophets Are written on the subway walls the Tenement walls Whisper of, of silence
1: Hey everybody Welcome to Blue Cheese Radio, here on PackToTheFuture.com. Last week on the show, you heard me come on, and we were talking about the Packers and the Vikings, and the Packers We were riding high, they had just coming off of a, a thrilling last second victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers was the king of the world, and the Packers were Super Bowl favorites, and I came on this show, and I didn't sweat the Vikings. I came on the show maybe maybe a little arrogant because I just didn't see any way that this team would lose to the Vikings. Vikings didn't have Dalvin Cook. They had Case Keenum at quarterback. No Stefan Diggs. And Aaron Rodgers was just playing at an astronomical level. And I just didn't see this team going down. I felt like this team was headed towards a 13-3 record. Number one seed in the playoffs. Straight shot to the Super Bowl through Lambeau Field. That's where I was last week. And then the clouds opened up, and God said, I hate you, Alfalfa. (laughs) My God, what a difference... A week can make in the world of the NFL. You go from Super Bowl contender to possibly having a top ten draft pick next year in the span of one week.
2: Yeah, our uh, our aspirations on the season have plummeted faster than the Packers in the power rankings.
1: Yeah, you know what? You know what theme has been running through my mind all week. What's Maybe that? I'll find it and cl- patch it into this show somewhere. Remember Mad TV, the old skit. Lowered expectations. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's been running through my mind all week. I was like, "Good lord!" In a matter of a week, I'm sitting here thinking, "Man, the Packers really got a shot Super Bowl this year. Aaron Rodgers is going to be hard to stop." And then, in the matter of the first five minutes of the game, that all went straight to hell. Aaron Rodgers left the game, got hurt, broken collarbone, gonna have surgery, probably out for the year. And I was a despondent mess on uh, on Sunday, and I just uh, turned the game off, went and laid in the bed with uh, my girlfriend Kelsey, and I started telling her that uh, I hate football. I don't like football anymore. <laughs>
2: oh, I, I think it was the uh, the official Pact to of the Future podcast Twitter tweeted out something like, how's everybody feeling right now? I just replied to it and said, kill me. I'd, I Things think that are was... bluer than blue at Blue Cheese Radio this week, and I just, oh man, it's it's like, I would have pulled a tooth to have reversed a couple minutes in time on Sunday, and it just, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase the sheer amount of frustration that's just been going on for the last few days.
1: I've kind of tuned out all
2: week. Oh, I've listened to no sports radio this week, which is odd for me.
1: Yeah, I haven't either. I've kind of avoided it. Um, I don't know. It, on Sunday when it happened, it's just, it just ruined my entire day. I uh, <laughs> told you I got reprimanded by Kelsey for cussing at the dogs to get away from me <laughs> while it was happening.
2: <laughs> I just uh it, it happened, you know, because being here in Evansville it put us in the Chicago market. I was like I'm not watching this. So I did a little cell phone wizardry and masked my location and changed it to Lambeau Field on my GPS so I could get the Packers game on the NFL app for free.
1: <laughs> hey, that's pretty... Uh, that didn't pretty, last uh, long. So thinking, Yeah.
2: And it, it happened. He was done and we just left and went to the mall. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's like there's just been an absolute haze over everything football-related since Sunday.
1: Yeah, like, when I told – when I was telling Kelsey on Sunday, I was like, I, don't, I just don't – I don't think I like football that much anymore. <laughs> like, that's how it's felt. It's like, I don't – I – nothing breaks your heart. More than just the ups and downs. I don't know. I mean,
2: it, it, it is a roller coaster. I mean, that every football season is a roller coaster of emotion. It's ups and downs. It's highs It's lows. And we've been really spoiled as Packers fans anyways because we had Brett Favre for 16 years. I mean, this dude's walking around on broken ankles and broken thumbs on his throwing hand, and things like that. He's still playing. He never broke his clavicle, but
0: yeah, this we've, is the we've second been
2: really time for spoiled. Yeah, it's That's the, the other the time
1: for Rodgers. Yeah, and it's the throwing shoulder, which the last time he got hurt in 2013... He broke uh, his collarbone on his, on his non-throwing shoulder. He was able to heal up, come back, and, and do the last game of the season, beat the Bears, go to the, go to the playoffs on last-minute heroics. Uh, just I don't think we're seeing that again this year. I think this team, it's Brett Hundley's team, whether we like it or not for the rest of the season. Uh, if you listen to us in the preseason or you've heard me on the Railbird Central show uh, about a month ago talking about Brett Hundley, I'm not, I'm I'm not a huge Brett Hundley fan, uh, but he's what we got right now, folks. Yeah, we, we <clears> got Kaepernick to support Kaepernick isn't coming. Romo's not leaving the booth. No, it's Brett's team once again.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and just not the just not the good Brett. Well, uh, and yeah.
2: this is where we're going to find out what people are Packers fans and what people are Aaron Rodgers fans.
1: You know, to be honest, I've struggled with that. Like Sunday, like, because I turned the game off. And I felt like, oh, gee, I'm just giving up on the team as a whole just because Aaron Rodgers went out. But I remember, but God damn it. I went through this in 2013, and I watched all those shitty games with Scott Tolzien and Mike Flynn and Santa Wallace, And I don't know how we won any of those games. Well, to be we honest won with
2: you. when we got Flynn back. You know, yeah. he's he's not the greatest, obviously, but he knew the offense. He's an accurate passer, and they had a very prime Eddie Lacy at the time, too, that they could still hammer at a defense, whether they had eight or nine in the box. It didn't matter. Lacy still ran through everybody. He was still fit, and he still gave a shit back then. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that now, and that's something I want to get into as far as you know, where, where we need to go going forward after we get on into the show. But there's just... There are still so many question marks. There are probably more question marks now than there have ever been, or at least in a long time. I, I don't know that yeah, I've questioned I feel... things on this team as much since 2008, when Rogers first took over as starter.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would feel a lot better about Hunley stepping in if the rest of the team was healthy, but I don't know if you've looked at the injury report for this week, oh, but it's uh, God. It looks... <laughs> it, it's a friggin' manuscript. Like, <laughs> uh, it, everybody is hurt. And it goes to something I want to kind of touch on, you know, possibly later in the show. Uh, it's something Colin Coward was talking about. It's been a few weeks ago. I didn't really put much stock into it or think about it cuz it's just coward. He's just, you know, he's he's a he's trying to, you know, he's he's, he's a long radio DJ. since
2: he's long since left the realm of reputable sports casters.
1: Yeah, he's he's trying to be provocative. He's trying to get clicks. He's trying to get ratings or whatever for his show. Um but he brought up a he brought up a an interesting point. That I didn't really take too much stock in until as the season went on and we got an injury report you know, the the size of the, uh, the, you know.
2: I mean, I might as well sit down with the Dead Sea Scrolls in front of me right now and read them all off. It's going to be the same length.
1: You might as well. But, I mean, I mean,
2: I've got the Wednesday injury report here in front of me. Who practiced? Who didn't practice? Let me take this Ace Ventura-like deep breath and rattle some stuff off here. <laughs> Did not participate. Safety, Morgan Burnett. Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Guard Lane Taylor. Inside linebacker, Joe Thomas. Limited participation. Age, oh, I messed it up. Offensive tackle, <laughs> David Wightiari. Outside linebacker, Ahmad Brooks. Offensive tackle, Brian Villaga. D-tackle, Quentin Dio. Cornerback, Devon House. Outside linebacker, Nick Perry. Cornerback, Lindsey Pipkins. Cornerback, Demarius Randall. For participation, Kevin King. Ty Montgomery. <sighs> There's your injury report. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could you repeat that? I missed, uh, missed a couple of those.
2: I'm just Read kidding. it yourself. <laughs> it's just... I don't have I the mean, time. The thing is, most of these guys are limited participants. So that's something to look at. And Kevin King was a full participant. So that's another positive. Yeah. But Morgan Burnett not participating. Lane Taylor not participating. Those are two big ones to watch. It's just... Guys were just dropping like flies in that game. Rodgers went down, then it was just... Everybody else went down. Boom, boom, boom. Done.
1: Yeah, and that's just, that seems to be just how this season's gone. I mean, it's just, and it seems like it's this way every season. Honestly, well, like
2: even House was a, a surprise scratch. We had safeties playing outside corners before that game was over.
1: Yeah. And Rollins is on the IR. He's Yeah, done he's done.
2: That's not hurting anything.
1: No, so you know, and, and I mentioned this on Twitter. I don't remember if it was like an answer to a Fraser question or was in response to. It may have been. It may have been in response to something that uh, uh, either. Uh, I guess it was the Pack to the Future podcast Twitter account at PTTF underscore podcast. I guess it was one of their questions or whatever. Um, but I mentioned that this is when. You know we're gonna find out who's for real on this team and who was just being masked by Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. You know, does Devon not Devon House, but does Devontae Adams deserve number one wide receiver contract money, or was he just playing at the level he was playing at because he had Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball? That's what we're gonna find out this year. And if that's you know to look for some positives in the middle of this tragedy, um, that's one of them. You know, you're going to get a good look and see, oh, can Devontae, or Devontae Adams uh, still produce like a number one receiver without Aaron Rodgers? Is he worth the money? Um, or is he just a product of having Aaron Rodgers? I think that's going to be, you know, we're going to see that from quite a few guys uh, on this team. Or is the offensive line even really that damn good?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out. And And to me, this is very much like what I think a lot of Colts fans call the lost season when Manning mm-hmm. was out for the whole year after neck surgery. Because I do, I think Rodgers is done. I don't think we'll see him again this season. And I don't either. Um,
1: if it was on his non-throwing shoulder, I could see possibly a comeback by the end, but it's his throwing shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I just
2: I don't think we see him. I think and the he's only way him. that we see Aaron Rodgers is if somehow this team gets to the Super Bowl. And then it'll be uh, a Phil Simms Giants type situation. Then, but I don't see that happening.
1: Well, then that and, creates that creates another question: If Brett Hundley leads his team to the Super Bowl, does that create yeah, a quarterback? Do you controversy? still play Aaron Rodgers? Yeah.
2: I mean, I think you do, but that's that's a topic for a whole show <laughs> that we don't even hope happens.
1: That's a that's a a, a fever dream away. I mean, oh, that's, that's.
2: But we, yeah, we I got, mean, a, we in, got a
1: long ways to go.
2: It's just, this is going to be like that season for the Colts where we're going to see all of the warts that Aaron Rodgers has been able to cover up. Yeah. We're going to find out if Mike McCarthy is the coach that we think he is. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Is Mike McCarthy as genius of a coach as he's perceived to be, or did Aaron Rodgers do a lot for Mike McCarthy? That's a question. You talked about you could the say, offensive you line, could say
1: the we receivers. Kinda, we we could have got the answer to that question in 2013, but I don't think it was fair to McCarthy because no. the backup situation, you had Sanica Wallace at first who was just kind of brought in last second. Because if you remember the, uh, the preseason in 2013, they, they didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, they had Vince Young coming through, Sanica Wallace. They had this guy, that guy. Never really settled on a guy. And they brought in Sanica Wallace. He was the backup. Then they bring in uh, Scott Tolzien, who I guess was the third string quarterback. They yeah. put him in; he can't win a game. They bring back Matt Flynn, who was on the streets, um, and he comes in and does he at Matt least Flynn managed. things. Yeah, he he actually won a few games for us to, yeah. to put us in position for when Rogers came back. So I think that was just a carousel having a guy like Brett Hundley, a guy who's been with the team for three years, who knows the system, who's comfortable in the system, who's you know, who's been there. Yeah, if he, he's he's
2: been developed by McCarthy.
1: Yeah. So I don't see that excuse for McCarthy this time around. No, you we're know, we're gonna if,
2: find out a lot.
1: Yeah. So I don't know.
2: We're gonna find out a whole lot about this defense too. If, yeah. if they can be anything worth having. I mean, this is this is gonna come down to I, I think this puts everybody under the microscope. I think from Ted Thompson down, everybody is under the microscope. Has Ted Thompson really drafted as well as we think he's drafted, on offense and defense? Is Mike McCarthy really the coach that we think he is? Is he really that much of a quarterback guru? Is he really that brilliant of an offensive mind if he doesn't have the best player in football at quarterback for him? Because he, I mean, we've seen him with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers when they've been at their best. Two Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah. So and I think we're, it's, it's going to answer that, that question. Is this a good team? Or was it just a team of guys with the greatest quarterback of all time? Yeah, I mean,
2: this is, is going to either prove wrong. All the people who say without Aaron Rodgers, this team wins four or five games at the most. Or it's going to prove those people right.
1: Exactly, and you know, and to me, <laughs> it, it could go a long way in the in the Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers discussion. Oh, Tom yeah. Brady misses four games. The the Patriots don't miss a beat. They go three. And Aaron more. Rodgers, yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, misses games. If this team completely plummets and they go. What are they? It was six and ten, seven and nine, something like that, and then there you go. There's your MVP. There's your most valuable player on. Well, you team even look lead. back
2: to the Matt Castle season in New England. They won eleven and five that year after Brady went out in Week One and just barely missed the playoffs. But still, knowing what we know now about Matt Castle, it's even more impressive.
1: <laughs> you ain't kidding. God, watching that dude play in Tennessee is Jesus. But yeah, yeah I don't know. for, for anybody that isn't. Caught on. We're throwing our usual format out the window on this show. There's going to be no stat lines. There's no fun and games. We're not. You know, this is our our season has taken a hard left turn into uh,
2: (laughs) into a wall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Straight down the primrose path. Uh, So, I mean, the rest of this this season,
2: we may as well call it walking the green mall. This is just.
1: And you know what? This is going to be
2: maybe Brett Hundley comes out and and really shines. He might. We don't know.
1: Well, let's let's start there. Let's start with Brett Hundley. Let's assume Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. It's there's 10 games left. The Packers are 4 and 2. Brett Hundley is your quarterback. What is the new expectation? What's the ceiling for this team now? What are your expectations realistically for the Packers this year going forward? Because last year, uh, or last week, it was, this team can go to the Super Bowl.
2: Well, yeah. That, last week, everybody had this team number two in the power rankings, and Aaron Rodgers leading the MVP discussion. They plummeted, I think, in the NFL power rankings this week to 21. From two to 21, that's the difference Aaron Rodgers makes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... So what are your expectations now? I, we were talking about a minute ago. Lowered expectations. Yeah, How much I... lower are the expectations now? Does this team miss the playoffs? And, and really, what's the best-case scenario for us right now? Is it, hey, we tank, we Brett Hundley doesn't do well, we tank, we get a top-10 draft pick? Or if Brett Hundley comes out and plays very well, leads the team to 9-7, and 10-6, they get into the playoffs, probably an early out, um, but that raises his – Draft stock a little bit where you can, or have, his trade know, stock, his, yeah, his trade value, so you can get a draft <sighs> pick for him, you know, second, Here's the third thing, round. Though,
2: I don't know. I I don't know that I believe in Ted Thompson that he'll trade Hundley, because you know, Matt Flynn came out and set single game franchise records, and they let him walk in free agency to do whatever the hell he wanted to do.
1: Well, I mean. What could you do at that point, though? If you try to re- Matt Flynn after that game where he set all those records, he was going to be a free agent that year anyway. If That's Ted true. Thompson, if Ted Thompson tried to re-sign him, he'd be competing with that massive contract yeah. that Seattle gave him. That just wasn't going to happen.
2: I just, so, I just don't know because they value their backup quarterbacks and whatnot. And McCarthy spent so much time on Hundley.
1: But see, this is a different situation, <sighs> though. Brett Hundley comes out and balls. This year, and yeah. people are interested in trading for him. There's a Cleveland. team in New York. No, there's a team in New York right now with a head coach that used to be a Packers offensive coordinator, and they run very similar systems. That's true. Brett Hundley, and they got a quarterback Eli Manning who can't seem to, to throw the ball to save his life anymore. Uh, they could be looking for a quarterback this off season, and Brett Hundley would fit that that profile pretty well. And Brett Hundley's going into his final year next year. Yeah. So that's usually when teams look to trade their players that they know they're going to lose in free agency to get something out of it. This could be a blessing in disguise.
3: But I, mean, I don't yeah, think
1: so. I, I don't, I'm not certain <laughs> I'm trying either. to put and a positive spin on it. Like me?
2: It's hard for me to say, and it's hard for me to give my expectations without actually seeing Brent Hundley play a full game after having practiced a whole week with the ones. Yeah. Because that can make a huge difference it it was a big big ask it was a you know it was a huge tall task for him to come in cold against a really solid Vikings defense after the morale of the entire team took a hit like it did on Sunday.
1: yeah, I'm not basing I'm not yeah basing he my threw, opinion he's not three basing my picks. opinion. I'm not basing my opinion on Brett Hundley on just that. I understand, like you, you can't expect a guy to go in and just yeah. light it up in that situation. I've just never been a big believer in Brett Hundley, just from what I've seen in, in the preseason. And, uh, but you know that what what is that? You know what is preseason really when you when when it all comes yeah. down? You uh, know,
2: you know, I, I'm I like to be bold on this show, but tonight, I'm. I'm erring more on a conservative side, and I, I just kind of feel like, I kind of feel like at best they finish this season. I feel like at best they finish the season nine and seven. At worst, they finish this season four and twelve.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, that would be worst case scenario that they would lose every other game the rest of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, I th- I think
2: at best nine and seven.
1: Well, let me pull up the schedule here real quick, and then we'll, we'll kind of discuss it if you want to look at it, too. I think, for me, the best-case scenario... God, I don't know. You Because it's been so long since the Packers have had, like, a, a high draft pick. That you it would be kind of like... Well, next year you get Aaron Rodgers back, you get Kevin King on you know a, a full year, um, you know, and then the teams are really ready to make a run. Especially if they have a top ten draft pick, they can go out and get another pass rusher, or, yeah. you know, something like that. But at the same time, you know, Brett Hundley ra- raising that trade stock wouldn't be too bad either. I mean, um, I think
2: I think if they go eight eight, and Brett Hundley plays pretty well. Because, uh, to me, the Achilles heel of this team is still the defense. Yeah. And I think a lot is going to fall on the defense's shoulders because I don't think this defense is going to be able to hold teams <sighs> to a low enough point average to help Brett Huntley. Like, to give him uh, as much help as he, he really needs. And I, I think even if they go eight If we were eight,
1: healthier, I would feel better about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I think even if this team goes 8-8
2: and and Brett Hundley plays decent and doesn't make a lot of big mistakes, I think there's going to be some teams out there that will probably still offer up a second rounder for him.
1: You think so? 8-8? I I think they could.
2: I think 8-8 in spite of the defense. Yeah.
1: So what are they, 4-2 right now? So he'd have to go 4-6 as a starter. Which I mean, Jesus Christ! Look at the contract the Bears gave Mike Glennon. Who, exactly, you know. But that was a that was he that was signing free agency. That wasn't a trade. They didn't have to give up anything for him. So. Still a lot of money. Yeah, it's still you know they valued and him there's, quite a lot. There's
2: teams that. that are always desperate for quarterbacks. Cleveland is desperate for a quarterback every year because they can't settle on anybody. That New York team you just mentioned, the Jets probably even will be. I mean, because they're not going to have McCown for much longer.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, maybe the one negative about quarterback needy teams and Brett Hundley and all that this year is that you look at the draft. There's, there's five or six number one first round. Yeah, I mean, it is a pretty decent
2: quarterback draft, but yeah.
1: But let's also,
2: it's also you know looking at. A known commodity, a more known commodity than a big risk.
1: Yeah, but is, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I. I think. I think Hunley for a second round pick. I think Hunley would have to go ten and six and lead the team to the Super Bowl because that would just show. That would just be, you know. And I think they could do it at six and four. I mean, looking at the rest of the schedule here, they're four and two right now. They got the Saints this Sunday at home. In Lambeau, uh, I don't see them beating the Saints.
2: I don't either because the Saints' defense is much improved over what it was at the very start of the season.
1: Yeah, and, and they, they
2: had looked two defensive <laughs> touchdowns against Detroit, and that we're not going to be able to keep up that offense now. That's just the bare bones of it. Even on grass,
1: even on in, in even Lambeau? on grass,
2: even on grass, I don't mm. think we keep up with that offense. I think they,
1: especially with the I injury I think the Saints are going to hit too. us
2: hard with the running game.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll chalk that up as a loss because I I don't see them beating the Saints. Then they get the bye week, which is a big help to get guys healthy and get Hundley uh, another week of preparation. Then they come out Monday night football, home against the Lions. The Lions never win at Lambeau Field. Like once in the last 20-some years they've won at Lambeau Field. Could Could they get the Lions here at home on some Monday night football?
2: I just to me it still comes down to the disparity in the quarterback talent, man. I don't yeah. I don't at this point I don't trust Hundley over Stafford.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh then they're at the Bears.
2: I That's could see game. them winning that game. It's winnable because I mean, people have been going off about it, but Mitch Trubisky still has not impressed me at all.
1: Yeah, uh, he's he's he looks like at this point outside of Deshaun Kaiser, probably probably the worst of the rookie quarterbacks. He's playing
2: pedestrian right now. at best.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he's still got a few years to grow into. Plus, it's the Bears and the Bears yeah. just they're not exactly quarterback heaven or anything. Um, so I think that's a winnable game. That's one. I think that's Baltimore, winnable. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens after that. At home, Ra-
2: I think that's winnable.
1: I do, too, because I think the Ravens have looked like shit at times this year.
2: <laughs> I think the Ravens' defense is overrated, and their offense is garbage. Yeah. I mean, when you go in, even going to London, I don't use that as an excuse. When Jacksonville just about blanks you close to 49 to nothing or something like that. And,
1: and they've had a couple of games like that this year they where they've just, just been pounded.
2: Yeah, I, just, I think that's a winnable game, so I think... Right now, we're sitting at 2-2 two and two with Brett Hundley.
1: Yeah, I think the Ravens is winnable. Next, the game after that, I don't know, at the Steelers on loss. Sunday Night Football. That's, that. yeah, that's probably a loss. Although, the Steelers, I don't know, man. Roethlisberger looks done. I think he thinks he's done, too. I think I, he I thinks know.
2: he's done. But at the same time, Le'Veon Bell is really rounding into shape. Yeah. And if they give Ben... And Antonio you know, Brown
1: gets like 150 yards each game. Exactly, so. and a lot of that's yak. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so uh, I just – and their defense isn't terrible. They've got a good pass rush.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd I say mean, they that's, that's, that's going to be a hard one to win. Yeah, that's true. I just think Kansas City's probably so more do than – it. and Steelers have the Kansas City's number, but I, I will say that's yeah. a, that's probably a loss there. So, after that
2: – at, at Pittsburgh, it's two and three.
1: Two and three. After that – we got the Buccaneers at home. I think that's a winnable. I game. think it's
2: winnable, but it could go either way.
1: Yeah, because the the Bucks and the Packers, it's always a weird game, you know. But and, I, I'm just—I think Jameis Winston. I, I'm just not a huge fan of Jameis Winston. Yeah, I think
2: they're just. Well, he's dealing they, with on and off shoulder injuries right now, too.
1: Yeah, so, so that, that I, kind of I stuff say, can I think linger. That's, that one's a fifty-fifty for me. I'll put it in the winnable column.
2: Just okay. You know, I'll, I'll take that. What the hell? I'll take that. Yeah. All right. So All right. three and three. Then at
1: at three and three. Then at the Browns, four and three.
2: I yeah, four and three. We're I'm chalking that one up to a win. I don't I don't care if one of the ferrets is playing quarterback. I think we beat the <laughs> Browns.
1: <laughs> that would actually be more interesting for me to watch than watching Brad Hunley play quarterback. Um, then at the Panthers, that's probably loss. a loss. Yeah, Carolina's looking pretty good. I said it before the season started. I thought Carolina would bounce back this year. They look like they're playing pretty well right now. Um, then home for the Vikings, Sunday night football. I, I, think, I that's, think it's another loss. I don't know, man. I think it's winnable, and I'll tell you why. I mean, and this is weeks down the road, so who the hell knows what happens between now and then. But we played the Vikings, you know – at home this week, lost Aaron Rodgers, the whole team was deflated, Hunley comes in, you know, just cold off the bench, no work with the ones, just kind of thrown into the situation, and they only beat us by 13 points. You know
2: what? You know what? I'm, I'm on this now. I do think that is a winnable game because if Ty Montgomery doesn't drop that touchdown and just gets in the end zone instead of trying to stretch, yeah. it looks like a very different ball game on Sunday.
1: Yeah. It does, so I think that's so, a winnable yeah. game.
2: I think it's winnable, at, especially
1: at home, especially at I don't home. In the final. Go ahead.
2: I, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm. It's winnable. I'm just still on the fence, but I think it is winnable. So I'll. I'll give it a win. We'll put it in the win column. So what's that put us at now? Five and four. Five and four. Okay,
1: at the Lions, I think that's a loss. Probably. So Hundley would. That would put us at 500 in the Brent Hunley era, and we would be, let's see, nine and seven.
2: I think they just missed the playoffs. I think you have to get ten and six to get that wild card.
1: Yeah, probably. So nine and seven, I think, is realistic right now. You know A what realistic though? I think
2: nine and seven because I still think it's nine and seven. It'll be in spite of the defense because Aaron Rodgers isn't there to cover things up. I still think that probably gets you a third rounder for Hundley.
1: I think so, too. Because, I mean, especially with where everyone is at right now, you know, the Packers dropping from 2 to 20-something in in the power rankings, everybody's pretty much written this team completely off. This team's done. Pack them up. Throw them in the garbage. If this team musters up 9-7 and with Brett Hundley, you know, I think that says a lot about McCarthy. I think it says a lot about this team. And I think it it says says a lot lot about Hundley. Hundley. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's a realistic expectation. If we can sneak a win past one of those, you know, like, uh, let me look here again. Uh, if we could get if we get one of those like sneaky wins, like especially this week, you know, if we sneak a win yeah. past the Saints or, you know, sneak you a know, win somewhere in there. Uh,
2: looking at what we put down for losses, I think the most likely one where they could sneak a win is Pittsburgh.
1: You think so?
2: I think they lose that game, but I think if they're going to sneak a win out, just because of how Roethlisberger has looked this year,
1: yeah, and
2: how he's, I like you said, I think he's done. I think it would have been better think... for him to have gone ahead and retired, like he talked about doing.
1: Yeah, like I, I think I, I... they
2: could sneak a win out of that one. Well,
1: right, I'd say the over/under right now is nine and seven. You want to go on record?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
2: I think 9-7 is doable. 9-7 I think is doable.
1: But we haven't seen Hundley yet. Yeah, Hundley could come yeah, out mean, and play very well. He, he could, could come out I and mean, play like it, complete garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who knows? I
2: mean, you have to remember with Hundley, he does have very good athleticism. And he He's fast. He's a big dude. He's got a decent arm. He's not from what I've seen in the preseason and in his limited action, he does not have that great of accuracy. No. It's lacking. And when he misses, he misses up high. Floating up high is what gets interceptions. You see more balls tipped and picked off that go high than you do low.
1: Yeah. I've noticed that too. I...
3: I don't
1: know. Huntley. for me, I just don't see him as a West Coast quarterback. I think he's I think just a bad Hundley, fit in the system. To me, From what I've I seen in the preseason. He
2: fits more, I think you have to put him more, for my money, I think he would fit better in a more vertically based offense or yeah. a run first offense. Maybe even more of a spread, but not actually a West Coast, but an actual spread offense.
1: Yeah, I think it would look good in New England. I think New England would be a good spot I for I could see that. But, you know. But let's say Hundley, let's say, uh, all right, so with Hundley, we're at 9-7. and seven. That's an expectation for this year. But what if Hundley comes out and is just horrible? For the first... well, if Hundley comes out and
2: he's just trash and we don't win another game the rest of the season, we get a top five pick.
1: Probably. Yeah, yeah True. But here's, here's the question. If Huntley's complete garbage in the first four games or so that he plays, and they're 0-4, they're he's thrown a number of interceptions, doesn't look like it's going to work, do we see Smoke and Joe?
2: I think we see Smoke and Joe before they bring in somebody off the street.
1: Oh, Because he. he at
2: least knows the offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and for me, when you're at that point, if if Hundley goes zero four in the first four games, that puts the Packers at four and six. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. Why not put the kid in? See what you got. He's a boomer bust kind of player. We talked about it. He's yeah. He's he's like a well. He's
2: got an arm. Yeah,
1: yeah, he, yeah. He's a poor man's Brett Favre. He, he he'll he'll throw, he'll throw deep. He'll make some good throws. He'll make some stupid decisions. He'll, he'll run
2: around like his head's been cut off, just hoping to make something happen.
1: Yeah, he, he'll he'll. He'll make mistakes, but he'll also, you know, make make some plays too. So why not put him in at that point, you know, if we get to that point.
2: And, I I mean, I I floated out there kind of as a joke on Twitter, just trying to rile some people up. But, you know, I I tweeted out just to hear me out. The new starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Tony Romo. He was a Wisconsin kid. (laughs) I mean, and I would rather have Romo than Kaepernick.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody would. No, there's a
2: petition out there from some Packers fans that are petitioning the team to sign Colin Kaepernick. It's Kaepernick an online petition. A good
1: fit. Kaepernick wouldn't be a good fit.
2: Kaepernick has ruined his chances of ever playing in the NFL again with his pending lawsuit.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I think that, that was a, a bad move on his oh, part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I especially
2: mean, because he's not working with the Players Union. He's gone with an independent lawyer, and the union's not involved in it.
1: I don't. I don't see how he has a case, though. The He's Baltimore trying Ravens, to sue for collusion. Yeah, but the Baltimore Ravens came out and publicly stated that they were on the verge of signing Colin Kaepernick until Kaepernick yeah. posted that picture of Ray Lewis and and the owner Steve Buscotti, and underneath it a picture of uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Samuel L. Jackson from yeah. Django and Chain. Uh, I think his girlfriend actually posted that on Twitter. Right around the time that there was speculation that the Ravens they, might sign Kaepernick, from Cabernet. what I heard,
2: what Ray Lewis said, they were minutes away.
1: Yeah, from they offering
2: were... him a contract, they had the papers drawn up. She put that out there and called the team owner a racist and said all the owners were racists, and that ruined it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I don't. See, how can you not? How can you have a case? And then, look, here's the thing. I respect Colin Kaepernick. I respect him a hell of a lot more now than I did, you know, three or four years ago when he was playing in San Francisco. I thought he was just well, yeah. an in arrogant, stupid punk. Like, I, I, I never cared for him. But he's grown as a person. He's into his own thing now. He's doing good things for, for charity, and he's doing a lot of good things now. But I, the fact that there's this argument that there's collusion that the, these teams won 't touch him because he 's an activist. he does this he does that it has, I, not. I I honestly don 't think it has anything to do with that. It has more to do with the media circus that surrounds him and would follow him to that team and no team wants to to deal with that, especially for a guy who is more than likely going to be a backup quarterback and that 's not his fault that 's not the the team's fault that 's just the nature of the beast in the nFL They would do that with any team.
2: Well, yeah. teams already saw how it went with Tebow.
1: Exactly. It's a Tebow had the
2: same kind of media circus following him around everywhere. He was a backup quarterback, and he just, you know, it wasn't Tebow's fault No, that he had the media following him around, and he had all this hype on him, and it's a different kind of hype because he he will go down as one of, if not the greatest college football player ever. Because there's not been another player to have a career like Tim Tebow in college. He had an amazing college career, and he was I don't know about that, but go
1: ahead. Yeah, I don't know about that, but go ahead.
2: Oh, believe me, I was deep in Kentucky football when Tebow was running all over the country.
1: Yeah, but Herschel Walker, man, he was he was a beast back in the day. Oh no,
2: he was. It's just that in Tebow's career, we could talk about some other time, but he did have a fantastic (laughs) college career.
1: Oh, he and, did. I'm not putting him down for that, but that's that's a pretty strong statement. Greatest. But well, he of all he time. had
2: he I say has arguably he's definitely one of. I think he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. But uh, you know he it just didn't translate to the NFL.
1: And yeah, and that happens. Kaepernick, I mean, go back and look yeah. at a lot of players. But the fact, that the difference is, if Kaepernick wants to sue anybody for the reason that he doesn't have a job, sue the media. Sue NFL Network, sue Adam Schefter, sue ESPN, sue CNN. I mean, the fact that he doesn't have a job is because the media turns it into the hoopla and the circus that it becomes, and no team wants to deal with that when they're trying to focus (laughs) on winning games and keeping the... Sue
2: your girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Like, it's... That's just—I never hear that ever get discussed on anything. It's either well, the teams don't sign no. him because they're racist, or the teams don't sign him because they don't want him protesting, or whatever. It's—it's it's none of that. It's not that he's a bad player. He's much better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now. To be honest with you, he's not the—he's not the greatest player in the world. But I'd rather have him if, if I'm a Titans fan. I'd rather have him over Matt Castle as my backup quarterback. But Dude, at the same I'd time, I'd rather—I not have... want the distraction.
2: Uh, I'd rather have Archie Manning on a team than Matt Castle right now.
1: He <laughs> might as well. Hell, yeah. he's a Manning. He can probably still throw a, a nice 30-yard spiral down. Bit, I'm sure he know. can
2: still throw a tight spiral. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just for me, in this system, I'd rather have Romo than Kaepernick if we ever make it there. And it won't
1: happen. Romo's making a no, ton of money won't. in Romo the booth right is, now, and he's doing great. He's, he's very fantastic. Happy. It would be the perfect time, though, for the Packers to sign Tony Romo because for the first time in my life, I love me some Tony Romo. Oh And yeah. I thought that would yeah.
2: never I happen. I wish Tony Romo called the rest of our games for the whole season. Yeah. I wish he could just follow the Packers to every game and just call every game because he's fantastic to listen to.
1: God. never thought you, I'd say that. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about that. If you would have told me five years ago – that in five years I would love Tony Romo and respect Colin Kaepernick, I would have told you you were you were out of your mind. No, no oh, possible yeah. way. I
2: would have just called you an idiot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what future Wait, are you are from, you? and how can I stop this? Where's Doc Brown when I need it?
2: How dumb are you? <laughs> but yeah, it's that's where we're at right now, and Aaron Rodgers is, is gone. <laughs> it's, it's the world is turned upside down, and
1: it's all my fault. I feel like it's my fault, because last week I came out. I was just, I was hyped up. I was coming off the win, and and I was like, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out, and throw four touchdowns. He's on, he's on fire. He's going to win MVP. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And then I'll be goddamn five minutes into the game, he breaks his shoulder. I don't think sober. it's your
2: fault, though. I felt like I gave the balance needed to <laughs> to smooth that back out with with my stat lines and whatnot, but. It's it's the nature of the beast. Do I think the hit was dirty? Yeah.
1: Do you? Let's talk about that. Let's get into that because, to be honest, I didn't like the hit, but it, I don't think it was dirty.
2: I think Aaron Rodgers is out the of the ball... pocket.
1: When you're out of the pocket, you're you know that's if that was Cam Newton. I mean, honestly, Cam Newton gets hit worse than that on a, most of the time.
2: And I think that's wrong. I don't. I don't think. I think Cam Newton should get the same treatment every other quarterback does. I'm not a fan of the fact that refs are less willing to throw the flag when Cam Newton gets hit because he's so big.
1: At the same time, though, you you got you to gotta realize that the way you play, there's got to be some leniency there. Ref's got to call things different. If, if Tom Brady gets out of the pocket and gets hit like that, yeah, there's probably going to be a flag. If well, Aaron Rodgers, who's, who's known for getting out of the pocket and killing you with his arm out of the pocket, or he can run too, same as Cam Newton, that's just the game that they play, and you can't expect special treatment. You know what I'm saying? I think
2: my thing is, is that even watching it full speed, Anthony Barr had enough time to pull up a little bit. And I know it's a fast game. I'm not saying it's not, but he had the time and he had the view to see the ball was gone. And even if he hit Rodgers and just knocked him down, I don't have much of a problem with that for a shove or just, you know, a little, a bump to knock him down or something. But the way he tackled him and drove him into the ground is what I have a problem with because that's intent to injure. Even mod Brooks. And, you know, Ahmad Brooks is going to defend his quarterback. He's a Packer now. But when you have a, a veteran outside linebacker of his skill level and his experience in this league saying that that was dirty to him, I, I put a lot of stake in what he says because he is vastly more experienced in this than Anthony Barr is with the type of career that he's had. And for him to say that, that's not something you should do, whether you like a team or not, whether you like a guy or not. The ball was out, and he had enough time to pull up a little bit.
1: It's just yeah, but I mean, just in all in all fairness, I think it really is subjective on whether you think that that hit was dirty or not. Well, it really in all is.
2: fairness, he left the game with a concussion later, so.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't watch. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'm good with that, but I'm not good with people getting concussions. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> for anybody who thinks I'm applauding someone having a <laughs> brain injury, it, it's a joke. But at the same time, I, I think it's I think it's subjective. I think you know could he have pulled up possibly? But you can't. It wasn't like Rogers threw the ball and then he just continued through him. It was kind of like he threw it as he was getting hit. Yeah, he'd no, probably man. he
2: had a step and bit. a half. I've no. watched the hit several times now.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Your defender. Speaking, of, you know, talking about. What about Jermichael Finley talking shit on Twitter? What is, what is his beef with I the Packers? I can't
2: stand Jermichael Finley anymore.
1: I can't either. I can't believe I drafted him for Team Lombardi. I feel so disappointed in myself now. I could have had Mark Shamira or a decent human being like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But you took all hands of stone himself.
1: Yeah, I don't know what else. I was trying to give him some redemption, but you know, to hell with you now, JerMichael Finley. What is that? Why is he? Why is he so salty with the Packers these days? Are I him really and don't I think he's still hanging out with each other?
2: I don't know. I think he's still just butthurt because they didn't give him a chance to come back, even though they had his health in mind. But
1: yeah, I don't know, man.
2: Whatever, man.
1: Whatever, whatever Fletcher boat, but you know, uh, let's take a let's take a quick quick break here. Let's reassess, move forward with the rest of the team because we, we got injuries all over the team, and there's a couple more topics I want to yeah. bring up and discuss. Going back to the the Colin Coward discussion, uh, his comments. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll take a break. I'm going to send you the link. I'm going to look. Uh, I'm going to. I'll, I'll go ahead and. Play the link in the show, but I'll go ahead and send it to you while we're on break, so you can listen to it, and uh, we can get your take right. on it when we come back. Uh, right here on a uh, a therapy session of a show on this week's <laughs> Blue Cheese Radio, <laughs> we'll be back after this uh, fake sponsor break. Uh... <laughs> that sounded really depressing. This fake sponsor break. Uh, let me let me put a little yeah. more pep into it for our for our fake sponsors. We'll be right back. After a word from our fake sponsors. Hey!
4: Aaron, you're all set? Great, thanks. Mike, thanks for doing that discount double check. You saved us hundreds. What was that? The discount double check? It's when we comb through your policies to make sure that you're getting all the
2: discounts you deserve. No, I get that part, but you guys are doing my move. The
4: discount double check move?
2: That's my touchdown dance.
0: So you're a dancer?
2: No, I'm a quarterback. Oh, quarterback. I'm a robot.
4: (laughs) Get
1: out of here. Aaron Rodgers got his. How about
0: you? Rodgers! This guy double check! Get to a better state. State Farm.
4: There are certain teams in this league you look at, and you're just like, God gave them more big, strong athletes. Tennessee is big and strong. Houston is ridiculous looking. Denver is uh Philadelphia's just got big guys, big butt, big base, big shoulders. <laughs> then you watch Green Bay and literally guys get hurt sneezing. This team for three years wow. has been by the way, they're all pro athletes, so I'm wow. not but is two running backs hurt last night. This is a roster with Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of grinders, workaholics, Overachievers, forgotten soldiers, and they have made the and it works in Green Bay. Clay Matthews was a walk-on at USC. He didn't start till the fourth game of his senior year. He's about the sixth most talented Matthews brother. If you've seen that family, where <laughs> the, the brother dad in that family was like I'm seriously, no, Clay's I, I hear, I'm listening. I'm just saying, I look at the Packers and I see a bunch of overachievers and the greatest quarterback talent of my life. Am I wrong? Are you done?
3: <laughs> are, you, are you done? You're just going to be defensive. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be defensive. Am I wrong? I'm not going to be defensive. When you look at the Green Bay Packers, if you take the most precious gem that you have, the commodity in this league, in the position, quarterback Aaron Rodgers being the most precious, you take him away and then take all other 32 quarterbacks away. You don't even have to take all 32. Just take that position away. Teams look different. Oh, really? Teams flat out look different. But for you to say that they have a bunch of just hardworking guys, no, they know how to get the best out of their guys, and they're pretty talented. You got a Jordy Nelson. You got a Randall Cobb. You got a Devontae Adams. You got all these people.
4: Randall Cobb, Alabama wasn't interested. Played Kentucky football. Three star guy.
3: I he, don't care where you go to
4: school. I went to Western Michigan. Again, you're a perfect Packer. You have worked your tail off, <laughs> smart, <laughs> work ethic. So basically, you're just no, saying Calvin we're just, Johnson is filthy. I'm not saying you're, you're a pro athlete. You're a pro bowler. So what, I, I'm, I'm lost. What are you? What are you what saying? Am that, I, what I'm saying is Houston puts in whoever the quarterback is. They make the playoffs. That roster looks like a bunch of Olympians. Houston's roster is Red- Denver. Those guys walk into the hotel lobby. Do you watch Texas play USC this year? You look at Texas.
3: Holy moly. Tex- yeah, but it's, that's, it's all looks. It's all looks. Nobody cares if you can't produce on the football field. I mean, shoot, if I'm, if I'm in Houston, I'm looking at my, my middle linebacker. I'm not going to even – should I call his name? Because he looks really good, but we all know why. Cushing, I mean, play with the Clay Matthews. You don't think Green Bay has an
4: overachiever roster? Well, no. I, they hurt I, all the time? Nobody's hurt
3: like you guys. No, are you kidding? Me? No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something about them being hurt. Okay. The last time I saw the Green Bay Packers go through injury like this, they won the Super Bowl. No, last year at the end of the year, they nope, went through- nope, 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 nope. Hear me. A, a Ryan Grant goes down. This is two thousand twenty ten. Ryan Grant goes down. Nick Barnett goes down. Jermichael Finley's goes down. Uh, all uh, Morgan Burnett goes down. All these guys end up going down, getting hurt. Marquee guys that allowed us to be so successful, but they found a way to win. You, I heard something last night. Mike McCarthy plays his young guys early in the season. Why? Because he knows injuries are a part of this game. Oh, coincidentally. He knows By the look, guys are going to get hurt. Your best defensive player was a walk-on.
4: Your running back was a wide receiver in college. Aaron hey,
3: Rodgers even went to junior college. Defensive player of the year for two out of the last, what, three seasons? Listen, I'm not— J.J. He, Watt, Watt was, he, was he a walk-on scholarship guy? I, I, scholarship guy. His was brother he, plays in the league, too. Listen, you're taking this personally. I'm not taking it personally, but you—you're you, talking out the side of your face right now. <laughs> instead of, are you kidding me? They're just a good team. They're—they're they're well coached. They they run. They look for the talent that fits what they're trying to be. They don't look for the biggest guy. They need mobile guys. They have a mobile quarterback that extends plays. I need I need my offensive line to be able to hold their block a little longer than just the big burry guy who can only run block and can't really move maneuver and sustain a block for six seconds because Aaron Rodgers can possibly the, hold the ball the, that long.
4: The the Houston Texans uh, are uh, are. Amazon.com with a bad CEO. You guys are Radio Shack with a great <laughs> CEO.
0: When your day is long And the night The night is yours alone you sure you yourself
1: Right, folks, welcome back to the therapy session, known as Blue Cheese Radio this week. And uh, before we left, I left with a little teaser there. <clears throat> played the audio track, played the audio clip uh, during the break there from what Colin Coward had to say about the Packers and, and as, a, as a whole, as, a, as an entire roster, not just Aaron Rodgers, not just certain players, but just as a whole, the, 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 consi- <clears throat> how am I? the The common thought of the Packers, and it goes to the question: Why are the Packers always hurt every year? Injury problems every year. I mean, all you gotta do is look at the injury report for this week compared to the to the Saints, who had yeah. like have two people that were limited in practice, and the Packers have I mean, a massive
2: series on this.
1: Well, his <clears throat> coward said, I, I, like I said at the, earlier in the show, I was I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. It's just. Coward being coward, but as the seasons wore on, Aaron Rodgers is hurt, breaks his collarbone again. The rest of the team is banged up. The offensive line can't stay healthy to save their lives. Now we got injuries in the secondary. Um, it's one thing after another with the Packers. and it seems like it's 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 constant every year. And it, it does it have anything to do with the fact that the Packers? Just aren't a genetically superior team, and he makes a good point. You look at other teams around the league. You look at yeah, you know the Denver's and and the the, the Titans. Even you look at a guy like Derrick Henry, who's just a two hundred and fifty pound freak uh, of a running back. The Packers haven't had that. We've had a we've had a fat running back over the past few years. We have Clay Matthews, who is an overachiever. Coward said a Walk on at UFC, USC. He's a hard worker, but he's but he's been, he's always injured because he's just not the genetically superior Matthews of the family, if you want to put it that way. Um, so, what I want to discuss is there any truth to this whatsoever in your mind, Ty? Because to me, I think there is a little bit of truth to that. I'll, I'll go. I'll use this. Um, you look at Favre, who never missed a game, took a beating, kept on coming. You look at a guy like uh, Steve McNair. Back in the day, beaten to a pulp every week, always played, always came back, fought through the injuries, tough as nails. Then you go back to the draft a few years ago, and you got a guy like Jameis Winston, you got a guy like Marcus Mariota, uh, the first two quarterbacks taken in that draft, Jameis Winston from Alabama, little town in Alabama, raised in a little shack in the middle of nowhere with like twenty other kids. They played with cockroaches and ate nothing but grits and biscuits and gravy. And uh, and Mariota comes from Hawaii. He trained on a beach. He's you know he's you know the West Coast kind of guy. I think there is some truth to the idea of being country strong. You know what I'm saying? Like being I mean I've
2: always believed in that. Like I, I think there's there's two types of strength in the world and it, it's this this old guy that I worked with at my first job in a machine shop, he he told me and he he summed it up. He said there's there's the type of strength you develop in a weight room as an athlete. He called it show strength he said there's show strength that you use to show off and there's work strength and they're two totally different things
1: yeah i mean it's just it seems like a common theme if if a player comes you know from a certain background you know if from the south or you know from a Poor background, or you, you know,
2: well, you get some of these big old corn-fed boys out there. <laughs> exactly, that that's the type. Have corn done fed. things like hauled hay during the summer for summer jobs and stuff like that. I mean, you develop a different kind of strength than you know what people normally think of.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it's almost and it's genetic in a way. Who on the Packers roster? Through, especially through Ted Thompson's tenure, because Ted Thompson loves those UCLA, the West Coast kind of, yeah, those type of players. Who on the roster right now, even, can you say is just a genetically superior athlete? Who is just in their genetics, they're just superior. Uh, a Clinton Dix
2: comes to mind.
1: Alabama. Alabama kid. Comes
2: exactly. Comes Alabama. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of these these Florida kids that you know grew up doing things like chasing rabbits through cane fields and stuff like that. Yeah, you know he's an Alabama player, he's from the South and I'm not trying to knock guys who grow up up north because you get a lot of great football players coming out of the state of Ohio.
1: Hell, go back. But I'll go back to to the Lombardi Packers back in the day. Bart Starr, where was he from? Alabama. Uh, Paul Horning, where was he from?
2: Oh, the great state of Kentucky. He was from Louisville. <laughs>
1: there you go. Jim Taylor.
2: Uh, Jim Taylor was a New Orleans native.
1: There you go. These guys were men's men. They were tough. Yeah. Like, they would fight. I mean, it's just like <laughs> like that's that was in their blood. It's in their genetics. Looking at this Packers team, and the Packers team through Ted Thompson's time there, well, think, you know,
2: I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but Brett Favre.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, Mississippi. There you go. Dude <laughs> from uh, little town, little yeah. nowhere, Mississippi. Killed know?
2: Mississippi.
1: Yeah. I, I, just, I just think there's there is some truth to the fact that some people are just genetically predisposed athletically, and some people work their way there, but when it comes to just toughness I guess is what I'm looking for I don't I don't see a lot of it in 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 the Packers roster which is maybe why they're injured all the time I mean Clay Matthews is an example of that Randall Cobb Randall Cobb not the toughest guy in the world he's injured pretty all pretty much all he's not a genetic freak like Calvin Johnson or uh, you know guys like that. Um, and the Packers haven't had i am mean, never going to question
2: Randall Cobb's toughness though. He's played through he's played through some rough injuries the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm not, ta-
1: ta- I'm not talking about I'm not talking guy. about his toughness. I'm talking ta- about talking about him playing through uh injuries. I'm just talking about just getting injured in general, which I know it's 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 you know, you can't really
2: you can't scout it because we've talked yeah. about like Fred Taylor on the show before. He was one of the most injured players anyone's ever seen in college and then ended up being one of the most durable running backs the NFL's ever seen.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not talking about you know whether they're injury-prone or, or if they can't play through injury. I'm talking about whether it's just something about being injury-prone. Well, I man, this, this
2: goes to at. what we've talked about before. The Packers, for years now, have not had high-level draft picks. Even in the top half of the draft, we've been picking at the bottom of the draft for years. Yeah. You, you, know, that, you, you don't get the opportunities to draft the freaks that go in the top 15.
1: But in my opinion, from, from what he's done in the past, Ted Thompson usually will pick a, a, a guy who is a hard worker smart, you know, scrappy little gym rat or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah. He'll
1: pick a guy like that over a guy who's just genetically uh, superior. Yeah. You look at our offensive line. Who on our offensive line is just uh, a, a raw bone beast? Really none of them. Well,
2: and the thing with our offensive line is I look at them differently because Greg Jennings talked about it in the clip. Um, they're going to pick guys for their offensive line. They pick a lot of left tackles mm-hmm. because they're mobile. Because you have a mobile quarterback. you got to pick guys that have the endurance and the mobility to block in odd places and for extended periods of time. They're not going to go draft a giant road grader of a man who's only going to be able to hold his block for two, three seconds before he's winded. And he can't really move around, so I, I don't, I don't look at the O line so much as an example of it.
1: Okay, here's a perfect. A example. lot of it
2: to me goes to the defense and the running back position.
1: Yeah, yeah. And here's a perfect example. Going back to this year's draft, Ted Thompson had the opportunity to draft T.J. Watt from Wisconsin. A Watt genetically. It's in his blood. He's a freak of nature. You look at him in Pittsburgh right now. He's playing his ass off. I wish he was in Green Bay. Instead, we took Vince Beagle, the injury prone guy who's a smart player, works hard, knows what he's. He's a good player. And I'm, I'm excited to see him because he's, he's off the uh, injury report this week. He's at practice this week. We yeah, could he see him. Yeah, we could see him this week against the Saints. Um, but that's a perfect example. Ted Thompson decided to go with the other guy who was, instead of going with just T.J. Watt, who was just the, the genetically predisposed beast. Well, and I, I
2: got I to kind of get you on that one because we talked about it back in draft time. Watt had one good season one breakout season, and he's been very good. I'm not going to take that away from him. But we also had questions about whether or not Watt saw a lot of single teams and got a lot of free rushes because teams were double and triple team and Beagle because he was the known commodity.
1: Uh, let's be honest. I think we were just trying to uh... – <laughs> I mean, I, the jury's still out. We were trying to Beagle. justify Yeah, the jury's I'm still, still out. I'm trying to
2: support the team. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not the trying ju- to just
1: bang on them. But... <laughs> I'm not either. But I, th- I just I think but- to me Go a lot
2: of it goes to the cornerback position and what Ted Thompson has done <laughs> drafting guys like Randall and Rollins. Yeah. And you know, we saw this year he finally did draft a freak of nature in Kevin King. And he he's tall, he's fast, he he's got freakishly long arms and You know, he's coming back from the concussion and whatnot. But I think by the end of the season, I think before the end of the season, it's even right now, it's clear cut. Kevin King is the best corner on this team right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I
2: think Josh Jones, as he settles into a more defined role, that dude is a freak. With his size and speed, it's just, you know, it's one of those things.
1: It could be, but at the same time, jury's still out on these kids. They, you yeah. don't know what they'll develop into. I'm just talking about, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I've thought about it over this week, especially looking at the injury report and looking at every game, it seems like there's another handful of guys that go out.
2: And it's like. Well, see, let me was, float my theory on this to you. Go ahead. Because I've got a different school of thought. I think the reason, and the Packers do get injured a lot, and it seems like they do get injured more than a lot of other teams, but think about how many even marquee names have gone down across the league this year. Look at what just happened to the Giants' wide receiver room. It's decimated. Yeah. Watts gone for the season. Whitney Merciless is gone for the season. So that's the Texans' two top pass rushers right there.
1: Well, I'll, and, I'll counter that with... oh. It, the giant. This is a, a rare thing for the Giants. I mean, it's a rare thing no, for anybody to lose all your receivers in one game. Yeah. And the Texans, but, Watt was know, already Watt was already coming off of a pretty serious injury, so that was, you know, that was touch and go to begin with. This is an every I mean, year thing for the Packers, though.
2: And I know it seems like we do get injured the most in the league, and we do get injured a lot. But other teams do deal with a lot of injuries, too. And I think we see more player injuries across the league now than we ever have. And I think it started with the new CBA. I think the fact that players don't have as many padded practices as they used to, there's not as much contact in practice as there used to be, they come into the league in less football shape than they ever have. Players don't play as much in the preseason anymore either, so they're not in football shape as far as being hit as they used to be coming into the start of the season. And it takes, it it really takes, to me it seems like all the way up to the halfway point of the season for guys to really look like they're beat up enough that they're in football shape and their body's used to
1: it. Well well, two things on that one uh you talk about padded practices, players don't hardly wear pads at all any anymore it seems like that's true
2: <laughs> that's that's another big one yeah,
1: that could be one aspect. The other aspect is is the a lot of the injuries that that teams are suffering are concussion related the the leagues focus more on concussions than any it's a tighter protocol exactly any symptom of a concussion now you're out of the game and you got to you got to go through this whole process that teams just didn't have to go through even 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, but so. I mean, even soft tissue injuries seem to be on the rise, like hamstring injuries, quad injuries, groin injuries. Yeah. And I just don't feel like these guys seem to be in the type of shape that they used to be, even going back, like you said, 10 years ago. I mean, we used to... The culture's changed. I get that. I mean, you know, we used to have the segment on Monday Night Football called Jacked Up, where they looked at the most vicious hits of the week.
1: I miss that. And,
2: you know, they don't celebrate that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I miss it, too. I miss it. That's where we are the dinosaurs that they're trying to get rid of because we still like hits. But, uh, you know, the guys... I don't really want to sit here and say guys aren't as tough as they used to be, but, I mean, in a way, like we've talked about before, in the 60s, guys used to go to the locker room at halftime and have a beer and a cigarette. Yeah. It was a different time. Ronnie Ronnie
1: Lott cuts his finger off at halftime, goes back out and finishes the game, you know? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're not going to see that now. No.
2: You know, it was like, Ronnie we've either got to get you to the er right now to save the finger or cut it off and then we can try to wrap your hand. cut it off Buy a finger. just take the finger Don't eat it. i'm going to win a super bowl i <laughs> uh, that ain't my ring finger anyways take it
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely a different culture now and yeah their injuries are up around the league um but it it just seems like a, a weekly Occur- a weekly, yearly occurrence with the Packers every year.
2: And this year, it has been spectacularly bad, like two thousand ten bad.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's the one of the biggest keys, one of the biggest reasons that Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl and the Packers haven't been able to get over that hump since, is because every year in the playoffs, it seems like ninety percent of their rosters playing at fifty percent. You know, Jordan Nelson last year with broken ribs. Randall Cobb, not 100%. He didn't have a running back. Eddie Lacy is 300 pounds, and his ankles are snapping as he runs. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It it could go back to just Ted Thompson drafting, you know, his type of guys. Maybe it's a
2: combination of all of the above.
1: Yeah, it very well could be. I mean, how many – I don't know, I'm just trying I mean, to think. Do
2: you think Ted Thompson might have an affinity for guys that tend to get looked over by other teams because he was always a roster bubble guy?
1: I mean, yeah, that's possible. I think he, he probably does look at it that way, where, you know, well, this guy – and I, I like that way of thinking, too, myself. I, I like a guy who walked on uh, at college and worked his way up. And, oh, yeah. You know, like uh, – You want a worker. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but at the same time, though, sometimes you just got to say, you know, this wide receiver over here, he's a really hard worker. He's in the gym all day. He's a, he's a book nerd. He gets in. He knows the playbook front. He's hes all about it. But, by God, this wide receiver over here is, you know, 6'6", 230 pounds and runs a four-three a yeah. <laughs> forty. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to say – this guy's a freak and not a lot of teams are going to be able to stop him. So I got well, to go with him.
2: That's the type of guy where you look at a player like Richard Rogers. I like Richard Rogers. I'm not knocking him. He's got what Aaron Rogers has said, probably the best hands on the team, but athletically compared to a lot of the other tight ends around the league, even, you know, tight ends that went in the same draft. He did. He is not up to that level.
1: Yeah, wasn't that the same draft as uh, Austin's Ferry and Jenkins and
2: yep. some of those guys? That are- Jesse James,
1: yeah. So I don't know. It it probably is a combination of both. But as as the seasons wore on, and it seems like every week more and more players go down, it it, it got me thinking more about uh, what what Coward was saying there, and there 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 seems to be some truth to it. Because as I thought about it, I was like, man, there's no. Very few, if any, genetically superior athletes on the Packers.
2: My thing is this what I'm afraid of going forward. I mean, you got a wide receiver, Ted Thompson. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not even touching that. (laughs) Um, What worries me, because I think Aaron Jones should be the starter, but what worries me going forward is the lack of speed. Because we do have a lack of speed in the wide receiver group. That hasn't changed in two years, Tom. That was all the talk in 2015 when Jordy Nelson went down. We did not have anybody to stretch the field. Yeah. And I don't know that we have anybody outside of maybe Janice or Trevor Davis that's fast enough to really help to stretch the field for Brett Hundley. Now, you know, maybe we'll see Janice in the office a little more. Hundley seemed to really like throw to him the preseason. Who knows? I doubt it. <laughs> well, they're probably used to but, each
1: other at this point. Yeah. yeah,
2: but to me, and this kind of rolls into the topic that I wanted to touch on later in the show, Uh, to me, it, it's time for Aaron Jones to be placed in as a bit more of a focal point and I think think he's a more natural runner than Montgomery and I know Montgomery's still dealing with the ribs and whatnot but from what I did see of the game on Sunday and some clips I've seen Montgomery just he's not a very decisive runner he tends to hesitate more he doesn't make the cuts that Jones seems to be able to make yeah, I'm still a Montgomery fan he's still a fantastic receiver out of the backfield but even before he went down with the injury in the Chicago game he just you know over 200 snaps he didn't amass the amount of rushing yards that Aaron Jones amassed in a game and a half
1: I definitely think it's something that needs to be looked at especially now that Rodgers is gone. you got Brett Hundley. So the running game is going to be super, super important going forward.
2: Yeah, and, and they don't have a fit young Eddie Lacy to just pound at defenses.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, like they had in 2013. They got Ty Montgomery, a guy who's in his first full years of running back, and then three rookies. You don't really know what you got. Aaron Jones is – he? I mean, he was a spark. He looked great against Dallas, um, but you don't know if he's going to be an all-down back. At this point.
2: I think I think for him, I think he needs to be the lead back. I think he he needs to get the majority of the snaps on first and second down, but I think Montgomery's still your best option as a third down back because he's still the best blocker of the bunch and the best receiver out of the backfield.
1: Well, you got Ripkowski. Would you would you consider Ripkowski a genetically superior athlete? <laughs>
2: I think Aaron Rybkowski's a monster.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I'd I'd be fine with them just lining him up and just pounding it straight ahead through an entire game.
2: I mean, I think at this point, because we're down to Hundley instead of Rodgers, I think Rybkowski sees the field more than he has this season as both a blocker and as a running back.
1: Yeah, I think that they – it'd be smart to get him more involved – Um
2: because he's a very good pass blocker.
1: Yeah, especially now. You know, you know we're, we're... God, it seemed like we had everything figured out last week.
2: It did. And <laughs> now we are left again with nothing but questions. It's like starting a whole new season.
1: It really is. We're in a 10-game season now, folks. Brand new season. And it's going to... That's
2: probably the best way to look at it.
1: Well, here's... Kind of going back to the beginning of the show. If Hundley comes out and they go one and nine, two and eight, it just really all just falls apart, goes downhill. Does McCarthy keep his job?
2: I think he'll get a pass. You think because so? because Rogers went down? I think Rogers going down. But wouldn't will that just? Give him a but wouldn't pass. that
1: just say that? Well, it, it's not McCarthy. It's. Aaron Rodgers yeah but that we what, owe what we're to. really
2: talking about here is Ted Thompson he's not going to get rid of him yeah I mean honestly if if you want to talk about anything I, he hasn't made any moves to get rid of Dom Capers which I mean granted we don't hate Capers on this show but when a unit underperforms that's generally where you go and the defense has underperformed mightily for several years. But if he hasn't made any moves to kind of force McCarthy's hand on getting rid of Capers or anything of the sort, he's not getting rid of McCarthy in a season that he lost Aaron Rodgers. Now, I think if this team somehow still had Aaron Rodgers and they came up short and missed the playoffs then, yeah, I think McCarthy's gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I think Ted Thompson, I think this organization in general is smart in that they don't panic. They don't hit the panic button. They don't yeah. over they don't try to overcorrect, you know. They're not
2: reactionary yeah. in their decision making. And
1: what that gives this team is is a a sense of stability that a, a lot of teams don't have cuz it's guys in and out, in and out, in and out. And of course, you know, teams will get a a new coach every 4 years and that coach will come in, and, and the team will do great. They'll go to the playoffs. It'll be oh, let's celebrate. We got our coach. We're and then four years later, they are back at four and twelve. They fire that coach, bring in another guy, and then they gives them a boost for a little bit. And you know, it's a lot of teams do that. The Buffalo Bills, yeah. the Cleveland Browns, the whoever the Cleveland Browns just well,
2: even Atlanta's done that.
1: Yeah, it creates a culture of instability. And yeah, a new coach will bring it. Uh, will come in with a new voice and and a new energy, and and then once that that message is played out over a four year period, and the team it isn't responding to it, they bring in somebody else. And the, the you know that's the stability that only teams like Green Bay, New England, um, even New Orleans. Yeah, even New Orleans with Sean Payton. There's. A sense of stability with those teams, and you know, you, of course, the the great <laughs> the, the the common denominator in all of that is they they have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's, I, mean, I guess it's easy, easy to Reed do that has offered but... some
2: stability in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think I don't think McCarthy's on the hot seat or in danger of losing his job if Brett now... Hundley doesn't come out and ball, but.
2: No, I think if they lose out the rest of the season or even win just a single game the rest of the season. I think mean, if they finish this season 4-12, and 12, I, I think then it's something you have to look at. I think at that point you have to consider does a change need to be made?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're in... <laughs> uncharted territory at this point. Yeah,
2: it's just, it's all questions, no answers right now. This is, like we said, it's basically a new 10-game season.
1: Yep, and it starts this week against the Saints at home, and the Saints just came off. They almost blew the lead, but they put a pretty good beating down on the Detroit Lions last week. Um, Yeah. I don't know. What are you feeling about this game? I haven't, like I told you before the show, I, there's no game notes. There's no nothing. I've just I've kind of yeah. checked out, but it I, it's good that we've gotten on here and and kind of had our little uh our therapy session.
2: <laughs> I mean, to take just to take a quick look into the game on Sunday, uh, the Saints are going to try to confuse Pratt Hundley. They're going to try to show him a lot of exotic looks. They're going to bring a lot of guys up really close to the line of scrimmage. They're going to do a lot to try to really overwhelm Brett Hundley. And I think that's where we're going to have to see something from the running game. Something to try to keep that defense a little honest.
1: I think the Packers are going to have to lean on the run. uh, Oh,
2: I agree. A lot in this game. It's going to have to have life.
1: Yeah, A, because you got a quarterback back there who's getting his first start in the NFL. Uh, and B against because, the
2: team that's playing hot right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, And B, because his offensive line is is looking pretty banged up at the moment. And yeah. you don't want to get Hunley killed, which, you know, maybe Callahan comes in and Smoke and Joe uh, kind of lights it up the rest of the year. Then we got uh, trade bait with Smoke and Joe. But uh, that's that's all just uh... – I mean, if
2: Smoke and Joe comes in and lights <laughs> it up the rest of the year, we've got ourselves a bona fide quarterback controversy.
1: Hell, yeah.
2: I mean, do we explore trade and Aaron Rodgers if Smoke and Joe lights it up? I, th-
0: Good guy. I
1: think I think that's that's a that's a it's a big possibility. If a smoking Joe gets in there and does his thing, like we know he can do here on the show, uh, Aaron Rodgers might be looking for a, a new home next year.
2: Well, God, they could go spend all the money on the defense if Smoking Joe come, comes in, and lights it up. Oh, I, I, I,
1: uh, now I'm kind of hoping Brett Hundley gets hurt in this game.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I, God, I don't hope anybody else gets hurt.
1: <laughs> we don't have to hope; it's going to happen. Somebody's somebody's going uh, down. I'm kidding folks. I don't hope Brett Hundley goes down with an injury. Either. We're all in jest. Smoking Joe ain't doing anything. Although, you never know. But right now we I'm fully I'm fully on board with Brett Hundley. I mean, we have no other choice but to be uh seems like a good dude. Um and I hope nothing but for the best cuz this uh yeah. I want to be surprised. I want this season to turn out way better than my expectations are right now.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here saying 9-7 at, at best, 4-12 at worst. You know, I, I hope they go 10-6. <laughs> I hope they make the playoffs. I don't want the season to be over in December. I don't like that.
1: And really, folks, we're kind of – we 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 talked about it earlier – As bad as it looks right now, as bad as it seems without Aaron Rodgers, we're kind of in a win-win situation right now uh, looking to the future. If Brent Hundley comes out and plays well and leads this team to the playoffs, yeah, we don't get an early early draft pick, but we got trade bait.
2: And, you know, this is a year where they could really trade up in the draft because compensatory picks are tradable. And the pundits right now are saying with what we lost in free agency, we may end up with – a third, two-fourths, and two-sixths.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're, if we get that, plus we trade Hundley for a second or a third or, you know... They
2: could move way up in the draft. Yeah,
1: that, that's draft currency right there. That 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 gives you a lot of leeway and a lot of room to do a lot of things in the draft. Uh, But, you know, on the flip side of that, if Hundley comes out and stinks it up and plays like complete hot garbage... Hey, we'll get a top-five pick. We get a top-ten, yeah, top top-five pick, and, you know, that's something the Packers haven't had since... What? Mike uh,
2: BJ Roggie.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I was going to say back in the Mike Sherman days, but uh I fr- I forget, BJ Roggie.
2: Yeah, they went 6 and 10 that year.
1: That was the weirdest year cuz they were a, right. I've right. heard I've heard to quote like the Packers were the best 6 and 10 team of all time that year.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing is I think there were 5 or 6 games that season that they lost by four points or less.
1: Yeah. I mean it was it was it was crazy. It was Rodgers first year as a starter coming off of the yeah. the Brett Favre controversy and and just just looking back, like I've I've gone back and watched some games from that year.
2: Uh Yeah, it was an odd year.
1: And they looked like a good team, but they were 6 and 10. Uh it was it
2: was well, I mean there was that year and then the 2010 year when they won the Super Bowl. Those years were so much more similar than people think because even the year in 2010, they never lost a game that year, and they went 10-6. and six. They never lost a game that year by more than seven points.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's strange. So it, having a top 10, top 5 pick would be uh, not the worst thing in the world for this team who Well
2: especially because you said they were a year away. That prediction could be true.
1: Yeah. I mean I I felt that going into this year that they were a year away. And I think especially now when this team's gonna have to play at a high level and grow and 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 perform without Aaron Rodgers, um, they're gonna have to step their game up to help Hunley play well. Um I think this is this is uh this could be important for the Packers moving yeah, forward.
2: Yeah, and it, it's I think it's important for what we said back at the start of the show. We're going to find out what we really have on this team. Absolutely. We're going to find out what this team really is from top to bottom because Rodgers has done for this team what Peyton Manning did for the Colts for years covers up a lot of warts. Oh, yeah. Masks a lot of flaws. And we're going to find out, you know, what those are. As scary as that sounds, we're going to find out who's real, who's not real, who's real news, who's fake news.
1: <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, it if is. If there's any positive spin you can put on this, it's a good thing because with Aaron Rodgers on the field, who knows? Devontae Adams, I think a, Devontae I think Adams this... might not be that great of a quarterback, and if Rodgers is on the field, he makes him look ten times better than he actually is, and he goes out and gets a big contract with the Packers or whoever. Um, yeah. You know, we've seen it in the past. Guys leave this team. Uh, and They're not good. And they go somewhere else, and they don't make the team. They're, they, they're out of the league completely. Um, yeah. So this is really the first time that we're going to get to see who this team is without Aaron Rodgers, and that's... yeah. I
2: mean, we're going to know if Ted Thompson's really drafted as well as we think he has, if Mike McCarthy's really the coach that we think he is, if some of the players on this team are really as good as we think they are.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the exciting part in a way. It's scary, but it's exciting at the same time. It's unknown. Everything
2: is unknown right now.
1: Yeah. It's, uh... We're in a weird, dark world now, folks. And, and
2: you know, <laughs> it's weird because last week I found myself contemplating, how many years does Aaron Rodgers have left, and what's it going to be like when he's not there, when there, it's just a different quarterback, not a carousel like it was in 13, but when it's just a different quarterback. What's it going to be like to watch this team when we're closer to the rest of the pack in the league than we've been in the past thirty years, almost. Yeah, and we're about to find out.
1: Well, here you, I, I hear you. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, let, let's let's get let's get crazy. We're late in the show; it's late. Let's get crazy. Um, so the Packers, let's say they they tank the rest of the year, they bomb out, they get a top ten draft pick in, in this year's draft. Do you take that top ten draft pick and go ahead and draft one of these quarterbacks coming out? To Ooh. get set for the future, like they did with Aaron Rodgers, because I think that would—I mean, Rodgers wants worst to idea. play
2: at least till he's forty, though.
1: The dude just broke the, his collarbone, his clavicle, whatever you want to call it, on his throwing shoulder. That is a concern of yeah. mine. Could, is he going to come that, back that's the same quarterback that he was beforehand? Because I've broken. Is he going to
2: come back with the same arm strength?
1: Exactly, because I've broken my collarbone before. It's painful as shit, and I still the, and I still <laughs> feel like I just let it heal naturally, and there's still a, a bone sticking up out of my shoulder right now, and and it hurts when it's cold outside. So, so it's, yeah. it's not the same. As it used to be
2: one of the bones I've been fortunate enough not to break.
1: Have I but ever I told it. the story I mean, of I've... how I broke my collarbone on the show? No. It's quite embarrassing. Me and uh Well, you have to tell it. <laughs> me and TJ were playing football one night. Uh this is the last time I've ever played football in my adult career. Or my adult life. Um playing football one night, TJ was my, my my cousin TJ. Um uh threw me a pass. We actually it was at night, we did it was dark, so we decided to go out to the tennis courts. At the uh, at the park here, where it's well lit. Well, let's set you know, the
2: scene here. Let's let everybody know. You say TJ, but what you have to imagine is Mike playing football with Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> A miniature Joseph Gordon-Levitt at that.
0: He looks just like him.
1: <laughs> so TJ, uh, usually I'm the quarterback, and he he runs the routes, and we just kind of throw the football, do our thing, you know, and whatever. Uh, this was what 2013, so this is about four or five years ago. So I'm like, okay, you throw me some passes. I'll go out. I'll be the big tight end, and I'll, I'll run a few corner routes or something like that. So I get out there, and my big clumsy ass, TJ throws me the ball. I'm looking over my shoulder, trying to catch it over my shoulder like I'm Tony Gonzalez or some shit, and I trip over my own feet and just go crash, and I hear it snap right on that hard, tennis what a, it's clay uh, that hard clay on a tennis court and i'm just in pain like i've never been before in my life went to the emergency room put it in a sling they hopped me up on some some medicine i was not i was i was in heaven for about two or three days there but it was just putting i'll put it this way taking a shower and putting my shirt on took two hours the next day.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I get I get it. <laughs> that sounds about like what it did to me when I broke the uh, radio head my elbow.
1: Uh, it was... It was, it was the, I was crying. I was just laying there with my shirt half on, still wet because I couldn't dry myself because I could hardly move my left arm. And I was just laying there almost just like, just just take me now, Jesus. Just take me now. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah I, I was
2: in there. I mean, I... <laughs> In 07, I broke my elbow on New Year's Day doing something stupid.
1: What were you doing? Because in
2: my more athletic days, I could jump through the roof. I mean, I'm only 5'9", but I used to be able to jump high enough that I could, you know, full-on grab the rim on a 10-foot goal. I had hops back in the day. And uh, I used to leapfrog my brother. You know, he's my height. I would just, you know, take two, three steps, jump, and then push off his shoulders and pop all the way over from, you know, a full standing position. I did it. My hand slipped, and I started to come down to the parking lot face first. And I did everything I could to just pull my head back and thought, God, don't let me hit my face on the ground. <laughs> That's all I was worried about was the money maker. <laughs> exactly. So I came down on my elbow instead. If you'd only known you'd have I had didn't a career it radio, crunch. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would have just went right down into it. I probably would have had at least a gnarly scar. Yeah. But uh, I came down on my elbow, and I thought I hit my head because the pain was so great that it was numb. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had cotton balls in my ears, and I almost passed out.
0: Ugh.
2: I was with my girlfriend that day, too. We were up there just running around Evansville. So I'm walking around trying to move my arm because I think I just knocked it around. i got to keep it from getting stiff. So it's sitting here clicking as I'm moving it. And by the end of the night, it had swelled up, looked like I had an orange tucked into my elbow. That's when I finally went to the emergency room to get it taken care of.
1: You've never been able to throw a tight spiral. Was it your left arm? Oh,
2: no, it was my right right arm. They actually told me the... uh, the doc that looked at it actually told me that I would never be able to straighten that arm back out again fully. He said, yeah, I'm sorry to say, but your you're, uh, your powerlifting career is over. You can go ahead and mail that in. You're not going to even be able to do it this season. So I'm a bit of a medical marvel because I do have full range of a motion in my arm, and I still made it to state that year.
1: Well, Ty, you know, you know why that is, right?
2: Genetics.
1: Genetics. You're a southern boy, raising the country. I just proved your point. Country strong. I wrote
2: digging post holes (laughs) the old way.
1: There you go. So...
2: Which is the hardest workout I've ever had in my life. Have you ever dug a post hole with an old post hole digger?
1: Can't say I have, Ty.
2: (laughs) Man, it's not like these motorized augers that they have that you can go rent at true value. It's just, it's like a couple of... Shovel handles Uh with scoops at the end, and you just stick it in the ground, pull them apart, so it pinches the ground, and you pull it up, and pulls the dirt out.
1: Oh yeah, I know. I've I've used one before, but it was like because you know Papa had it in the back of his truck or something. We'd pull it out and like dig holes with it, but like we didn't have to like really work. We were just kind of fucking around with it as kids. Oh
2: dude, but yeah, we I dug the post holes for the deck at the back of my parents' house, and then dug the post holes for the deck at the front of their house. And no matter all the power lifting that I used to do, nothing, nothing compared to actually digging post holes several feet down into the ground.
1: I can't imagine. <laughs> I Because now that you bring that up, I remember playing with those things, and that, 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 it, it was a bitch.
2: Oh, God. It was
1: a bitch. But there you have it folks. But that's that,
2: that's that uh, that work strong that we talked about.
1: There you go. Packers need more but guys like us.
2: Maybe the not. Packers <laughs> need to just start digging some post holes, I guess. I mean
1: Yeah, maybe maybe not me. <laughs> Cuz I tripped over <laughs> my own foot going for a pass. So I I don't know.
2: I can go be a running back. I've got a good low center of gravity. I'm shifty. Yeah,
1: there you go. I'm surprisingly pretty nah, fast. I'd... So,
2: I'd get hit that one time, and I'd be like, "Nah, I'm done."
1: <laughs> last time I actually These, played this hurt too much. Last time I actually played football, I was playing defensive end for the the local team here. Um, I don't know what you would call it. It's not. It's a, it's like minor league or whatever. And they were having tryouts, and I went out and tried out as yeah. a defensive end. And as soon as I got thumbed in the throat by a by an offensive lineman, that was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do
0: this." Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not for me. I'll just uh, I'll just sit around and talk about it on here with you. Um, I mean, if I got
2: if I if I actually tried to get in shape again, I think I could probably get close to my old speed because when I was like in good shape, I ran a four three one.
1: You're full of shit.
2: Swear to God.
1: You're full of shit.
2: Swear, unofficial Tom. <laughs> now the, the best time, the best time my my coaches ever recorded for me was a four four flat. Well, who recorded the four three one? Me, I did. I did it. Myself. Oh,
1: okay. So that, that's that's totally legit. That's why I
2: said it's unofficial. Yeah, it's totally made up.
1: <laughs> well, in that case, I timed myself. I ran a four two four. Call me, a, nah, call me CJ two K.
2: Yeah, my my official best was a four four even but it's still, still, well, it's still moving pretty good. I still find so. that
1: hard to believe. But
2: What, a 4-4? Yeah. Oh, no, I got actual witnesses to that. There's people that can back that up. We'll,
1: we'll have to talk to these people. I don't know how credible these witnesses are, but...
2: <laughs> you know what? One of them is my dad, and he's been one to call all of my bullshit my entire life. So well, isn't he a Colts fan, as though? That's his credit. You know what? <laughs> We're not, you know. He sticks by his team, though. I gotta give him that. But yeah,
1: that's true. He doesn't.
2: I, he doesn't let me get away with with all the all the bullshit. So,
1: well, I guess I'll take man at his word. Four four forty. I've never timed myself at a forty though. I've timed. TJ. Well, we had to. I think TJ ran like, and TJ's a pretty fast little guy. He's a, a fast little guy. I think <laughs> TJ saw like a complete shit on the show. <another> show. TJ. <laughs> I think he ran, it was in the four, I think it was like a four or five or something like that, so, maybe we'll we'll get you guys, we'll we'll record it for Twitter or something like that and put it up uh, a foot race between me and you or you and TJ or something like that, I don't know how fast I can run, I'm surprisingly pretty fast, but I just got long legs and I got big strides. I've
2: got, you know, a couple tree trunks here, but (laughs) with the weight that I've gained, I'm fat now. I I ain't as fast as I used to be. I'd still race. I mean, I'm all right with it. (laughs) Again, you know, it's one of those things where Shelby swore to God that she was faster than me, just like she jumped over these trash cans. Lies.
1: Now, that I can tell you. Shelby is one of the most uncoordinated people I've ever known in my life.
2: You know what, though, dude? I will never, ever question her strength.
1: Oh, she's she's got strength. She's got that country strength, she's too. She's like
2: She-Hulk. Just yesterday, yesterday, the day before, she broke another toothbrush. I've never seen anyone <laughs> in my life just break toothbrushes the way she does. I mean, she's brushing her teeth, and you hear, pop, toothbrush, gone, snapped. We lived in this apartment for, like, two weeks. She put her key in the lock and just, pop, snapped it right <laughs> off like it was nothing.
1: So that's what happens when you're raised on memos, Biscuits and Gravy. Yeah. There you go. Ask her about the time that we cut down a uh, cut down a tree with a rock and a pole.
2: Oh, I'll have to hear that story. <laughs> Just
1: ask her, hey, remember that time you guys uh, cut down the tree with the rock and the pole? She'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> we took pride in that, but I don't know. Oh, well. Uh, uh. It's late. It's late, and we're just kind of bullshitting now, kind of raising the spirits after this dark, sad show. But we're moving on. It's it's Brett Hunley's team. Uh, we're standing behind Brett Hunley. We we don't know what we're going to get. I mean, it's going to be his first NFL start. Um, so, it's going to yeah, be I mean, the...
2: The sun's still coming up in the morning. The world's still turning, and the season is still going. So we have no choice. we got to just soldier on through it, support our quarterback, and see what happens.
1: Exactly. And the best place, you all know where I'm going with this, the best place to continue to follow Packers and follow your quarterback is PackToTheFuture.com, of course. Not only do you get us, you get – a handful of other podcasts. I've lost count at this point. <laughs> with so much on this website. We we're growing leaps and bounds, this website. Numbers growing every week, every day. With the articles, the podcasts, the videos, the uh, play breakdowns, player profiles. You name it. Anything, everything, Green Bay Packers. Go to packtothefuture.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Blue Cheese Radio, at Radiation Mike, at TitletownTie. Keep an eye out. For the foot race video that we're going to do. With someone. Oh, God. Because I got to see this 4 4 speed. If you got 4 4 speed. It's not
2: there anymore. Uh, I'm telling you.
1: Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But follow us on Twitter and uh, hit us up. Communicate with us. Send us some questions. Whatever you want to do. Twitter's always fun. It's always fun on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash blue cheese radio. Give us a like and you'll find out when the show drops first. <clears throat> usually drops on Fridays, unless there's some kind of setback or something like that. But either way, as soon as the show drops, <clears throat> it's usually on Facebook before it's on Twitter. So, and of course, if you subscribe to iTunes, uh, you'll never miss a show. It gets uh, uploaded directly to your phone. Yes, we're like we're like you too. We just come directly to your phone, and you can't do anything about it. You're you're stuck with us. <laughs> uh, So subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. It'll help out the show. Get the word out and bring more attention, more Packers fans to the Blue Cheese family. And, of course, the Blue Cheese mailbag is open. We're going to do a question segment next week on the buy. Uh, So send those questions at askbluecheese at gmail.com. We'll answer them next week on the show. Uh, We'll put an alert out on Twitter and Facebook as well. so yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Ty, any uh, last words? Any uplifting words that you want to give to Packers Nation right now? Uh, I know there's a lot of people probably feeling down about the team, thinking that well the season's over. Brett Hundley's going to come in, stink the joint out. We're going to get a top ten pick. Um, anything you want to? Anything you want to say to these people? Give them some words of encouragement, or possibly join in their uh, join in their misery. <laughs>
2: you know what? Don't don't just be an Aaron Rodgers fan. Be a Packers fan. Yeah, exactly. These guys these guys work hard. They're staying on top of it. They're behind Brett Hundley, and there's no reason the rest of us shouldn't be either. Exactly. Let's... Stand up, watch your team on Sunday, and continue to support them.
1: Yes. Rodgers is gone, but the rest of the team's still there. And
2: Give me six months to train, and I will win a foot race. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell, you may be a, a Packer next year. You scrappy little gym around you.
2: There you go. <laughs> Genetics.
1: There you go. Hey man. Digging them uh post holes. That that, that should be that should be on your uh, your player profile when you when you uh go post for hole a a, a, a walk on tryout with the Packers. That should be number one. Um There we go. But until next week, folks, I'm Mike. And I'm Ty.
2: And there is your dagger. And no, no, no. <laughs> Here's how it's done
4: and there is your dagger!